0: Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner.
1: We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Tarolyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin
0: Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg.
1: I am big on using products that contain ingredients that are not only good for your body and the environment, but also do the job well. And I've been on the hunt for a good laundry detergent to meet that criteria, and I finally found one. It's Freddy's Laundry Sheets, and it checks all the boxes. They are non toxic, eco friendly, plastic free, mess free, and actually clean your clothes. I seriously love them so much that I want to share them with you. So they have a great deal going on right now on their website where you can save twenty five percent if you subscribe, uh, among a, a few other deals. But on top of that, you can get an additional five percent discount when you use the code Find the Magic, all one word, at checkout. So that's Find the Magic, all one word, at checkout. Or you can also click the link in the show notes and it'll bring you right there. So. I really hope you love these as much as I do, and let me know what you think about them. Let's find the magic.
0: Hello, everybody. This is Felicia, and I'm going to start us off with a high five, and that is to just the amount of really cool things that there are to listen to and read in the world. It's like... Endless, um, yeah, and I feel like I'm really, uh, maybe slightly OCD about like not losing something I want to listen to, uh, or if I think that I'm gonna not listen to something that someone sent me. Like I keep them very organized, and I have it all coming out of my ears right now. Like there's so much, and <laughs> so the high five is that i'm gonna share them all with
1: you all all you listeners
0: we have an email that we send out every week and and we always put good links of fun stuff but we've recently changed the format because we have so many fun things we want to share with everybody so this is just a high five and a plug to everyone to sign up for our email um and I will this week I have so many, so many goodies for everyone. So many books, so many <laughs> podcasts. So remember to sign up and it's gonna help me have a safe place to store all this information so I can also get it off my chest. <laughs> so yeah. For anyone interested, it'll be there for you.
1: Yeah. And just to be clear, Felicia's like the queen of this because I feel like on our group chat, like our group text. She's always, like, sending podcasts, and I am always, like, trying to keep up. Like, I'm like, going <laughs> to put this on the list, like, going to listen to this one after I finish this book. Anyway, so no, she keeps us on our toes. It's amazing. So, and, yeah, the email is awesome because, yeah, we all put, like, some of our favorite things in there. So I'm excited to see yours, Felicia. Any ones that I don't catch on the group text, I'll also get them on email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I do think about that sometimes. It is pretty amazing. Like every once in a while, I'll think about it. I'm like, it is amazing that I can pretty much listen to anything I want, like at any point. It's amazing. Like I was reading a book and it takes place during World War II and they were talking about like, they were all gathered around the radio, like listening to a music piece. But like, that was the only way that they, like either going to a physical concert where people played the piano for them to listen to, or like everybody gathering around a radio to hear a song that would maybe come on every once in a while. Like sometimes I think about it, I'm like, I can literally play any song I want at any time. I can like books are free on the library. I don't know. There's sometimes where I'm like, I am living in a world where like everything, the world is at my fingertips. It's honestly, it's astonishing. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you there. It's a big high five. We live, we live in a cool time of life. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, mine is also a high five. And that is for those of you who listened to an episode that posted a couple of weeks ago, I think it would have been two or three weeks ago. My facepalm was that I could not find this beloved hairbrush. I (laughs) couldn't find it in the move. And I was like, so bugged because I thought I had been really careful about like, I had my last, you know, like your last day things that you use every day that I had not packed up for the move. And this hairbrush was one of those items. And I had all the other things. Like I had my makeup, like I had different things, but then the hairbrush couldn't find it. Long story short, that day that we put like that we recorded that episode, I found it and it was in my old house. So like we're renting out our old house. So luckily I like still had access to my other house. And I had gone the day that we were gonna give the keys to the our like our tenants. And I had the thought you should check in your, like in the master bathroom drawers. And the thing is like, I had cleaned the whole house. So I was pretty (laughs) sure that I had emptied all the drawers, but lo and behold, it was like in my drawer. Anyway. So that was a big high five -five because I do, I was like so happy about it. And I was like, we talked about this. It's the worst when you lose stuff, especially stuff that you use all the time. So that was good. I was really happy about that, and I like texted both Carolyn and Felicia. I'm like, you guys,
0: I found it. This is a miracle. So, anyway. and, and I've been looking for-, for forever. Yeah, and many of you asked for that link because it is magnificent hairbrush. Also, it is magnificent. The email.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me reiterate here. Yeah, we'll put the link to sign up for the email. But it is a, like. Here's the thing. I think I mentioned the other one. I really don't spend money like big money on a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm not saying it's wrong if you do. That's just not usually what I do. But this hairbrush I've had since high school and it is worth every penny. It's the best. <laughs> anyway, I I cherish it. So that's why you can understand why it was so devastating when I couldn't find yes, it. Yeah. Anyway, and if you have, I don't have little girls, but if you do have little girls, I remember growing up being like, like it was always just the bane of my existence when your hair would get, pulled when your mom was brushing your hair but this brush I don't know what they've done I don't know how they've designed it but my point is if you have little girls that you brush their hair this is going to be worth it for you so anyway because I remember my aunt had this brush so whenever we would go to their house I was always like brush is so nice you know like as a kid like we would use it and I'd be like I love it so anyway it's so good um okay anyway I digress good brush (laughs) glad I found it good high five so (laughs) Um, moving on to what we want to talk about today, which we're really excited about. Um, so a few weeks ago, well, actually I feel like in the last little while I've been thinking a lot about, I think like this topic is sometimes kind of a buzzword and I was thinking, so in a book that we read a while ago, and we did an episode about it. Good inside, um, the author, Dr. Becky Kennedy, she talks about she, she has a chapter about self-care and I remember in the chapter, she starts it off with like, I could write a whole book on self-care and I really want to. And at some point I'm going to, but like, for now, I'm just going to give you guys a chapter. And for some reason I like stuck with me because I'm like, wow, a whole book on self-care. Cause I think for me, self-care has always been like a little bit misunderstood. Like I'm like, I don't know when I hear it, I'm like, okay. Like, do you, like is it manicures and pedicures? Is it like self-care? Am I just like pampering myself? so but i think it's one of those things that i think like our our like marketing industry has really taken a hold of and so i think like with last week too with it being valentine's day and galentine's day there's like this big push of like yeah go treat yourself like go get a drink go get a manicure pedicure which again i don't i think all those things are wonderful and i think that they can be a great part of life. But I think sometimes when we think of self-care just in that way, we're really kind of like, I don't know what the word is, but we're kind of shorting ourselves out because self-care I think is a much broader thing. And I was really excited because I think as, as parents, especially, I think sometimes we get a little bit lost in like, what is self-care? And I think it's so important. Like I think it's a really important part of keeping ourselves in a good place but if we're not even totally sure, number one, what it is and how it can look for us in our day-to-day and week-to-week lives, um, I think it can be really, like, har- harmful again it's like maybe a strong word, but kind of like harmful for us and I think in turn for our kids because when we are, it's like the, the classic oxygen gas mask thing, like when we are taking care of ourselves, we are able to take care of others better. And so we wanted to talk today about how self-care looks for us. And, um, not only the things that we do, but like some of the simple things that we can do day to day. And I'm really excited to talk about, cause I think the first thing for me when I was thinking about this is like being intentional about what self-care looks like for you and then mindfully do it. Because I think sometimes we might even be doing things that are quote unquote self-care things, but if we're not intentional and in, like knowing that it's like, oh, this is something that's going to refuel me. And I know that it is, um, I think sometimes we might even do it and we're not even like getting the benefits of knowing that we are doing it. You know what I mean? Like I think sometimes we all do things and it's like, but we don't even like claim it as a self-care thing. And I think that that just like being intentional of like, these are some things that help me. So like write down some things that you think are going to refuel you and then mindfully do it. Like actually set aside the time during your day to do it. So for me, some refueling things that, that are really good for me are like reading a book. That's something for me that is so good for me because it's, it's mindful. Like I can't do anything else while I'm doing it. I also listen to a lot of books and I think that's wonderful too. But when I'm talking about self-care, reading a book is like a good one. And sometimes I'm doing it during, like occasionally I'll do it during the day. It doesn't happen every day during the day, but like occasionally I will, like while my kids are like up and about. And a lot of times I'll read before I go to bed. And I love that. And it's like a very good recentering. It's very calming. So like, that's one thing that's refueling. Um, I play pickleball usually once a week with a group of people and that's refueling for me. Cause I'm number one, getting kind of like a social aspect in of like connecting with other women. And it's like a good physical outlet for me. So for me, and for me, that's even different. Cause I know I also try to go to the gym regularly during the week, but, For me, going to the gym is different than playing pickleball. Like pickleball really is like more of a – I feel like it's really refueling because I'm getting this social aspect and physical. And then like miracle morning, like getting up early. And and again, sometimes that looks longer or shorter than other times. But taking that time, whether it's like even if it's five to ten minutes to just like, okay, I'm going to like do a few breathing exercises. I'm going to write in my journal, like taking some time to do those things if I'm intentional about it and I, and I see it as self-care, it really is super recharging for me. And, um, and yeah, when I'm mindful about doing those things, those are a few things for me that really kind of like help me recenter. And I feel like it's a battery recharge every time I do them. So those are some, some things for me that are really refueling.
0: Yeah. I think the, sometimes the trouble with how we think about self-care is that, we think it's like this what you're saying with the the massage and the buying the things and that it's become sort of like taken over by capitalism right Selling us things and so I love the words like being intentional and mindful and aware of the things that count and doing them so that they do refuel you instead of instead of just going about your day, it we talk about this with connection with our kids and our four pillars directly cross over into our other relationships and taking care of ourselves. So part of our four pillars are connection and boundaries, which putting up the boundaries so you can have self-care and then connecting to yourself in your day-to-day, it doesn't have to be this big, now I need a girl's weekend and I don't want to see anybody. But it can get to that if you aren't doing these little things every day. So for me, it's just like we say with our kids with connecting, like we are busy. So if we have to feed them, if we have to give them a bath, if we have to take them to school, we can either do those things absentmindedly or Mm -hmm. we can use them as points of connection which is what you're saying with the self-care. If when you realize you have 10 minutes to sit down and read a book, you do, instead of scrolling social media um, Mm -hmm. and be like, wow, like I'm just snuggling up and reading a book. Like, this is just for Mm -hmm. me, you know, or Mm -hmm. the playing pickleball. And instead of just saying, this is just my workout, cross it off. You're like, I get this, you know, I'm having this whole hour I'm connecting with people. So make it, make it quality, make it intentional when you do have these moments, when you are making lunch for everybody, sit down and eat it. Like don't just pick mm-hmm. the, scraps of the bread off the plate from your kids. So I think that that like be intentional, make it high quality, then it will fill your bucket. And mm-hmm. so for me, some of those little touch points are when I, I usually have it depends on like the time in the morning. Sometimes I make coffee and drink it with my miracle morning. And sometimes, um, I also do in the afternoon and I love it so much. Like if you have a special drink or food that you love so much, like love it, like do it Mm -hmm. You you know. or journaling, like you can just grab a crappy notebook and an old pencil that your kid didn't sharpen, or you can just have this pen you love and this notebook you love and like get in your spot and journal. Like a lot of these things are already doing. We're already showering, but can you make Mm -hmm. it, you know, a self-care moment? And this is also sometimes I get a little like, I want to be sure when I'm saying this, that, I also believe that like a lot of the times as women and mothers, we are caring way too much. And I'm not saying just count it when you make your coffee. Like, right. Like that's not what I'm saying. Like I'm still saying we need help. We need to set up systems that are supporting us. We do need bigger chunks of time, but these are things every day that, that we can just bolster
1: that with. Totally. Yeah. That it's like, when we do choose to be mindful and like set the boundary for those needs that we have, like, it's like, then, then it does, it is like a continual refueling. Cause I think sometimes, Mm -hmm. at least again, I think sometimes I think of self-care as like almost a bigger item of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go out with my girlfriends or yeah, I'm like Mm -hmm. going, I'm doing this, but truly like when we think about it as like setting the boundaries around, some of our needs and wants for our kids to see too, that it's like, yeah, I'm going to like, yeah, we've gotten lunch ready. We've all like done that. And now I'm going to sit down and enjoy eating it with you. And like sometimes, and again, it depends on how old they are, but like with my oldest, he's four. Like if he's like, Hey, like I want to drink, but like we've already sat down. I'm like, great, you can go get it. And I'm going to hold that boundary. And even if he's like, Oh, but well, like, will you go get it again? I'm not like mad that he's asking me, but it's like, no, I've sat down to eat. I can get it for you when I'm done, but like right now I'm sitting, so you can, like if you want, you can go get it and just like simple things like that. And I think you're right. Like there's a lot of ways that that this self-care can look, but I think when we, again, are intentional about keeping our boundaries, because I think, you know, I didn't come up with this, but I loved what you said that connection and boundaries, they are connected. Like you can't have connection without boundaries. Like if you're not setting up boundaries and that's the same, like I love that, It goes twofold. It's connection with ourselves. Like when we are taking the time to connect with ourselves and being intentional about it. And then, and we set boundaries around that. And it also then helps us connect better with our loved ones. Like it helps us better connect with with everybody because we're not feeling some of that resentment and depletion that sometimes comes when we don't like be intentional about setting some boundaries around, around like some of our needs and wants, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that is building that, like when it comes to your kids, it's building that mutual recognition because it's not ignoring or neglect. I think some of us have this like trigger of like maybe our parents weren't as attentive as we would have hoped or we've heard way too much about attachment parenting or we're like we're Mm -hmm. just like, oh my gosh, if I'm not responding to their every whim, then I'm like neglectful parent. Like I'm just like. But the only way that our child can learn respect or feel respect, like, and we talked, I talked about this two episodes ago with Joe Newman, um, is to realize that they are separate from us and we're also human. And they, they like, we build this respect muscle between us, like this muscle mm-hmm. of mutual recognition is what he calls it. And these little touch points are ways that we're, we're building that into our life that Mm -hmm. we're not going to just drop everything on a whim to respond to our child's every need, which is really important for them to learn as much as it like helps us to not have to do that. It's such an important thing for your child to learn. Um, Yeah. So what you're saying about the dinner thing is exactly that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think, again, I think, because I feel like I've talked with friends about this, I think it can be really easy, especially when you are, you know, parenting. I think it's very easy, like you said, to, there's like some guilt attached sometimes to like, and, and I'm not even talking about, because I think some boundaries, at least for me, and I think I think I can say this for all of us, like we all have boundaries that are easy for us to hold and whatever that looks like for you. Like there's some things where it's like, Like going to the bathroom, I'm going to go to the bathroom and shut the door. And that's a boundary. Like I'm, I'm going to enjoy this time that I'm in the bathroom or like, I think we all have boundaries that are a little bit easier and we don't feel guilty about it. Like, and that can look different for everybody for whatever reason. And I think, but then there's certain things, like for instance, even simply like, um, you know, with little kids, they want you to hold them. like they want you to hold them and they want to, and, and even if. Like you might be busy doing something or you might also just be like tired that you don't want to hold them. But like the cool thing is, is that that setting a boundary, like asserting that our wishes, like we're going to assert our own wishes and needs and they can do the same. So they might want you to hold them. And I think sometimes this this is one where I think it's easy as a mom to feel like some guilt around it where it's like, oh, they want me to hold them, but I'm also like doing this and I'm busy doing this. Or, yeah, like, so either I can't or I don't want to right now. It can be either. And so we can simply say, like, you want me to pick you up, but I can't or don't want to, whatever it is. But I can't, like, in a few minutes, I'm going to be sitting on the couch and I'd love for you to join me for a cuddle. So, and they still, the the cool thing about boundaries is we can choose our boundaries, but we can't choose what other people's reactions are to it, right? And with Mm -hmm. a kid, like, that might mean that they might be crying, like, for. A little while while you're finishing what you're doing and that might be hard for you and them for a minute but also it's like good it's it ends up being good for you and them because number one say if you are just gonna like you decide that you are gonna pick them up even though you don't really feel like you want to or you can't then it ends up like this is one just tiny example but it can end up feeling like you feel resentment about it. it's like oh my gosh like I don't really want to be doing this but like I feel like I need to because they they are saying they need it But it's like, your kid can also feel that you don't really want to. And so it's like, not actually good for either of you. Whereas when we do choose to just hold the boundary around what we need, it actually ends up benefiting both of us. Because then when it is, when we are able to have a time to like, hold them and be with them, we're really there. And we're not like feeling resentment about it. But it's like, oh my gosh, I need it. Like, I actually really do need to do these things. I can't really hold you right now or whatever it is. So that's one example. But I think it's one time where, it's easy throughout the day there are plenty of like uh opportunities where our kids may assert that they want or need something and it's we also have like a need that we need to assert and it's okay that's actually like part of self-care to be able to set a boundary and calmly just say no and mm-hmm. when they choose to like whine or rail about whatever it is know that it's not about whatever the boundary is that you're setting most of the time it's not about them not having another piece of candy or not be able to do this or that. It's simply just a tipping point for them to be able to vent, which is what they needed. So like when if you do hold a boundary for yourself and for them, also realizing that if they whine or complain about it, that doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. It's actually just, it's really good for them to be able to have that chance to vent. And mm-hmm. honestly, most of the time that boundary wasn't even the reason like it might not even be the reason why they're crying. You know, mm-hmm. they they just really needed let it out. And so that was the tipping point for it. So I think recognizing a few of those things and recognizing the boundaries, I think boundaries are a huge part of like everyday self-care for us Mm -hmm. and our kids.
0: Yeah. And when you said, you know, there's certain things that we just have always or naturally hold a boundary for. So maybe for some people, it's like when you go to the bathroom and your kids just know, it just was this little ping in my mind of like, look at that energy. So the things that you're already Doing that you like your boundary around and that your kids aren't reeling against? What's your energy? It's, a, it's assumptive. It is, this is yeah my space. And it's always been that. And I think sometimes when we're trying to make a change to a new boundary that we're like fed up with, that energy comes across. And like our kids are mm-hmm. like vultures to the corpse. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. I see that you <laughs> are really putting yeah. off some deals with this one. I'm going to attack that. Yeah, and just because you know our kids are kids, so that and makes they're trying me, to figure it you know. out. Yeah, that yes. makes me think. Like, you know, there are a lot of boundaries that I hold, and my kids just know because it's like a natural feeling. It's a natural energy. So, yeah. if I'm setting new ones, how do I bring that? Um. Yep. Very Janet Lance, Very very like. I mean, Joe Newman takes us to another level because. Uh, and he, for years, has worked with really de- behaviorally defying kids. So, like, if you go to our episode and listen to him talk, it'll change your life. Just his tone of how he speaks to mm-hmm. the kids who are freaking out. Because we know mm-hmm. if someone's elevating, of course, we got to elevate, you know, just match. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that just made me think of that.
1: Um, yeah. Well, so- I just want to, I wanted to do just a quick plug on what you said, because I love that, because I think... I even think, aside from like connection boundary, like that's one. But I love that idea because I think, again, for me, when I think of a boundary that I have no problem holding, like one of them is like, I'm not going to let you cross the road on your own or or like we are going to wear our seatbelts or be in our car seats. Like those are easy for me, right? It's like, this is just what we do. And even if they're going to be upset about it, it's like, well, like I hear you. It's okay to be sad about it. And this is what we will do. And so I love that idea of like thinking of something that you are easily like, You're not flustered by it. You're not like wavering on it either. It's just like, this is like what we do when we drive or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we, again, those are some that are like, I think less relational, I think, but there's other ones that we can think of. And I love thinking about that. And then be like, okay, I, the way I approach that is I am confident. I'm not wavering. I'm not like, oh, is this okay that I, like, is this okay that I'm holding this boundary? I think it like, it's like, no, I know that I'm okay with it. So if there are things like that throughout the day that it's like, ooh, I want to hold a boundary around this, this boundary for me, I feel like it's important, then decide that it's important for you ahead of time. And, and like come in with that confidence. It doesn't mean that you have to be mean or loud about it. But I think that what you said, like the energy of like confidence of like, no, this is important. This is an important boundary. And it's okay if you're sad about it, like that I won't do this at this time. And I'm still going to hold it because I feel like it's an important thing for me. And again, that's going to look different for everybody. Like some people, it's not even going to bother them at all, like this certain boundary. But for you, it might be a difference. And I I can almost guarantee that when we we can see our boundaries as part of self-care and that it really is so good for our kids too, and we can be confident about it, I think that we also will feel throughout our day less depleted and feeling like resentment and all like worn down by the end of the day because- Throughout the day, we're doing these things that, again, are like caring for ourselves and it's showing our kids like they can also set boundaries for themselves. And it's okay if other people don't like it sometimes. That doesn't mean that we need to be mean about it or rude. Like mm-hmm. it just is what it is. So I like, I like that you said that because I think sometimes I definitely have things where I'm kind of unsure about if it's okay, almost if it's okay for me to set this boundary. And I know we say this all the time that it's like we give you permission to, but like you can give yourself permission on things to be like, no, I am okay with this. And it's going to be so much better for for us and our kids when we can approach it with that energy. So I like that you said that.
0: Yeah. And that kind of, it leads into, uh, I think when we are thinking of self-care, a lot of times it's, okay, what things am I not doing that I need to add in and create boundaries around and like put into my life? sometimes mm-hmm. I've noticed in phases of my life, there's, you know, I need a little bit more friend time and a little bit, you know, like a space for, you know, I want to work out one more day, whatever. There's adding in times and then there's taking away times
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, where I realize like there's just too much, even if it's good things, there's just too many things in each mm-hmm. day. And Any activity or or event or habit or anything, we still have to manage them, even if they're good. And sometimes it's just too much extra stuff, too much commitment. So my next thought on self-care is to, you know, make a list of all the things that you're doing. And even, I mean, this can look like the things that you think could be self-care, like being in a book club, Or so that's for me, one of the things that I have done in the past, but got to be the communication of it and the planning of the time that we're going to be there and the staying on the same book and the getting the book, like it was just getting to be too much. So I've taken Mm -hmm. it out or there could be casual relationships in your life that again, you're committing to in certain ways that it's like, I got to just take that out for a little bit, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So is there anything like that, that the commitment and the extra of it isn't lighting you up anymore? And a good, the exercise for me is always like writing down all the things that are taking en- any energy from me. And then you go through the list and it's like, well, I can't get rid of any of my kids. So got to keep those on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Come Yeah. through. laughs> like I have my job, mm-hmm. I got to do my job. So, you know, like, and just reassess like what things can I take out, even if it's just for a season to give me a little bit more space.
1: Yeah. And I love that you bring that up as a part of self-care. Cause I think, again, I think it's really easy when we think of quote unquote self-care. It does feel like it's like, okay, well, what should I what should I be doing to be treat like taking care of myself? But I love that that taking things out is an act of self-care. Like I love mm-hmm. that, that it's like there might be some relationships that are not serving you. And, and again, again, there's some relationships that relationships are just, they have gives and takes, there's going to be hard times in them. So when I'm saying this, I'm not just like, well, then just write off that, per-. like, but I love that. It's like, there's going to be times. Cause I, I think about like when I first became a stay home mom with a baby, I did feel like in a lot of ways that I stopped working full-time, but also like taking care of someone is also a lot of time. But I did feel like I, I wanted to add in some things that, yeah, that I was like spending time with, um, people that I loved and friends and like getting some of that really good adult conversation time. Like that was something that I was like, okay, before when I worked full time, I kind of got that naturally throughout the day. And I felt like by the time I would get home at night, I kind of needed to like veg, like that was my like balancing out. So anyway, it's interesting. Cause I, I love that you bring up that different seasons of life are going to bring different. It's going to maybe look a little different for us. And sometimes it might be adding in things because it's like, oh, like my time allotment has changed and I think I need a little bit more of these things to recharge me. But then as life changes, like you might see that, yeah, now, now it looks like I need to remove a few things to be able to give myself space to just like be, not feel so rushed. And I think those are both like beautiful ways of looking at self-care that it, it can be both, it to be adding in and, and sometimes taking out. And both are going to be taking care of ourselves, which is super important.
0: And ultimately the reason that we, that we are even talking about this is there is a tendency in motherhood to self-sacrifice and to not give ourselves permission, get the martyr effect going. Like the burnout is real and, if you know, like we see people who aren't able for whatever reason to prioritize their their own care, and it's like ultimately we're a human body of whatever skin, we're a skin bag, and we have to take care of it, and we have to take care of our mind. And if we don't, then you know, we end up in this physical, emotional depletion. And we are depressed. We, you know, end up going and flying to the other extreme and just being like, I don't, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I'm sick of all of you. And the, the interesting thing about it generationally is unfortunately, because a lot of the times our mother is like the main one in our home for a lot of people like their energy towards us. So like our mom's energy towards us or how we're putting our energy into like our home affects so much of how our kids feel. Like I've heard people say like, Oh, I do not want to have kids. Like I saw how terrible it was for my mom. She was just like burnout all the time and just, you know, Mm -hmm. and it, There are circumstances that definitely make it hard. And that's the piece at the beginning of like, we need people, we need systems. Like, honestly, our country needs to do better for all the moms. But if we're like aware of this, I don't want to, for me, it's like, I don't want to lose the joy and the love and the wonder and everything I feel about my kids and my family, because I'm not taking care of myself and requesting those boundaries for myself. So that's why this is all... I feel like why we want to talk about it. We like, we want to stop this epidemic of, and the glorification of motherhood as such a self-sacrificing. Like I just do everything. Like that message is not good for us. It's not good for our kids. It's not like being a martyr is not what we want. We don't want to be that. So right. For me, that's the importance of this chat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that, that it's like our kids see how we are going to feel about it. And it's true. Like, I think we've all been in a place, I feel like I've definitely had times where it's, where I, I do, I feel really depleted and it's like, I'm more likely to like, yeah, like lose my cool with my kids. And, and then I feel then I feel bad about that. Or like, you know, I feel like I lose my patience quicker because I am feeling like depleted or in, in whatever way. And so I think, and again, this is also going to come into, this is going to look different for everybody because we all are in different circumstances. So like, you know, that means talking with your partner, if you have like figuring out ways that we can put in these things and value that, value it. And I love that. I think one of the biggest things for me is that it's like, self-care can look like these bigger moments. But I think when we are thinking about it in a day-to-day situation of like, What am I doing throughout this day to make sure that I am staying recharged so that I don't look like we're all going to make mistakes. I'm not saying like this will totally solve it, but we've all felt it also when we're in a good place and we're way better at handling stressful situations or highly emotional situations with our kids and being able to regulate for our kids too. So, cause we all know that they also, they use us to co-regulate. So when we are in a place where we can actually like handle our own emotions and theirs, it's because we we are like taking the time to recharge throughout the day. Like, I don't think this is like a once a week thing. And if we are seeing it that way, then it's going to be easy to get burnt out really quick. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I wanted to end with this. There was a really great article from Janet Lansbury that I read kind of on this topic and I'll put it in our, in our email and show notes, but she, I love this quote and I, I kind of want to end with it. She says, personally, I'm a fan of every kind of self-care when my kids were small Taking time away made my heart grow fonder and helped me hold on to some semblance of personal freedom. So I love that, that it's like having that time away can sometimes be really great. And the all, and she says, the all too brief moments of quote unquote me time helped me stay madly in love with my kids, which I think we've all felt that. It's like, then when you have like a little time away, it's like, when you come back, it's like, ah, oh, I love you guys. This is, I just mm-hmm. feel so good. You feel totally rejuvenated. And she says the giddy, Uh, the giddy on my end, at least, reunions we'd have after even just an hour apart would do wonders for my morale, resilience, and unruffledness. But it was the permission and encouragement Magda, Magda, who's like her mentor, gave me to stick up for myself while engaging with my children day to day that helped them thrive as successful, socially aware people and made our relationships utter joy. I love that, that it's like, we're going to have times where it's like we have some set aside time to do it. And I think that that's awesome. It's really helpful. And also there's going to be, I I love that. It's like giving yourself permission to engage with your kids on a day to day, like place, like doing it day to day. That's going to make a huge difference in setting those boundaries. It's going to make a huge difference on how we feel. And I think it's going to make a huge difference for our kids. And I love that. She says, in helping our kids be successful, socially aware people that, and make our relationships an utter joy, which is what we want. So Mm -hmm. with that in mind, I hope that um, all of you, our listeners, like we can really be intentional and mindful about what you're doing today and every day to be able to really care for yourself so that we can be the best for those that we love. And yeah, I hope that you can find the magic in this. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <coughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> brown cows) <laughs>